Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm pretty on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Magic Man. And we're back here from Poli Malinaji, Brooklyn to the World. Is that what we're called? I forget the name of Brooklyn Charleston. to the World. Brooklyn to the World. Broadcasting. Even though we're not broadcasting from Brooklyn, we're broadcasting from Manhattan. But you guys get the drift. Brooklyn we're from to the Brooklyn, world. so. That's how we do. <laughs> and speaking of Brooklyn, you know what, man? I mean, I know I live in Long Island, but, you know, I do spend a lot of my time in Brooklyn and the city and whatnot. And, you know, the funny thing is, Today I'm coming in. I'm coming into the city. You know, I'm uh, so I, I go visit my grandparents. Big shout out to Nonna Nonna Vinci. You know, <laughs> back in Brooklyn, even though they don't know what I'm saying right now because they can't speak English. But you know, <laughs> went to visit them, and you know, I, I I leave my car by their house, and then I go and jump on the very big reputation of the. New York City transit system. You know, the MTA, the trains, because you know, coming to the city. You run into so much traffic that you figure, you know, you're going to get the train. That's the, hence why they have the train system, the subway system, is because you want to avoid that traffic in the city. You want to avoid driving to the city. And, you know, I know my, my manager, Anthony Canzaro, lives by the subway system. Pete's not really a big fan, right, Pete? Absolutely not. But, you know, I've sat in hours and loads and loads of traffic and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I tend to try the train here and there once in a while. You know, I'd rather watch my mother get jumped by Bloods and Crips. Easy. And sit on a train. Easy, come on, bro. Why? That's that's not it's not fun. Come on, bro. You think it's fun when the the twelve inch rat crawls up your leg and <laughs> just wants to sit next to you? <laughs> no, but that, that's not fun keep, either, bro. You know something? They they do keep the subways a little cleaner. They, they signs now. You can't eat on the subway anymore. Really? You can't. Uh, Put your radio on on the subway anymore. The homeless we, we guy's young? not allowed to sit next to you. Well, the homeless guy's not allowed, but sometimes I'm sure they sneak on. But you ever, you ever know? Remember when we he kids, sneaks you on the, and he goes to the bathroom yeah. three times a day or four times a day on himself, yeah. <laughs> and then but sits remember, next to you. you? Remember when we were kids and you'd have like the the general guy with the boombox blasting the radio in uh, the train, absolutely. or you'd have the 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 fat lady who ju- who just stopped by the the, the taco the protesters Bell or, or or whatever, or the protesters or the guy protesting about things uh, by himself, yeah. things that you, you don't even know what he's. <laughs> Talking about it, yeah. he's just protesting. The preachers, the preachers. Yeah, those subway systems, you know, they've they've cleaned all that up. But bro. the singer guy's the best because you don't know when he's gonna come out with it. <laughs> you know, you're just sitting there and he's just by himself. Then all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> oh, oh da, da, da. And he's got his own little drum, and you're like, yeah. wow, <laughs> all right. And then he's asking for change. He wants yeah. to get paid for the performance too. <laughs> After he's done, everybody, anyway, people start bottom clapping. Line, bottom line, bottom line. We're talking to Peter Cards, aka PD Podcast. Well, bottom line here. You know. Bottom line, they cleaned a lot of that up. So, you know, it's a, it's a bit more pleasurable of a ride on a subway system. You'd figure, you'd think. So I get to my grandparents as I park my car, say what's up to no 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 real quick, walk to the subway station I'm a block away. And you find out there's no Manhattan-bound D-train service. So what do I got to do? I got to take the train to Coney Island, which is the opposite way, for those of you that don't know, and catch a different Manhattan-bound train that's going to go express. So I got to go the opposite way to come back and go the right way. So already, my balls are twisted. You know, all right, right off the bat, right off the jump, I'm starting to question whether the, taking the subway today was the right choice. You know, someday, sometimes I do take the car into the city. I end up going to Coney Island, get on the train, come all the way back. 
literally, I think I spent the same amount of time as I would have sat, sat in traffic. I mean, here's my question for New York City. Because I don't live in New York City, so thankfully I don't have to pay the New York City taxes. But what the pro- what's the problem? You charge so much money. You charge so much money in taxes. Just in general, this city's probably the most expensive in the country. What do they do, bro? I mean, you take your car to the, to the city, the BQE, the Gowanus, whatever you want to call it, it's constantly, constantly some kind of construction going on. Bro, ever since I'm a kid, that's had construction going on. It, I'm going to die and the BQE's going to have construction going that's on. That's a fact. Always traffic. They never actually fix anything. If you dare take a nice luxury car on the BQE, you will get a pothole. You will blow out your rim Absolutely. at least once a month. You know, it's... It, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. So our taxes are definitely not going there because there's nothing going on there. There's, there's no, nothing getting solved there. The MTA, the subway system, are they going there? You know what? They have made some improvements. I got to say they all make some, have made some improvements. But the bottom line is you want to save time on the subway, bro. I didn't save time today. Did I save time? I didn't save time today. So what, what's going on with the MTA? Now, they've cleaned it up. They have cleaned it up. I was just talking about that. You don't get the random guy playing his guitar as much. You don't get the fat lady who just stopped by Why, Taco Bell and leaves her, food, leaves her food there. I don't know. They, they've cut down. I, I've noticed you know, they're a lot cleaner, a lot less hect, hect, hectic stuff going on. But what's going on? What, I want to know where New York City, because New York City is the most populated city in the United States of America, for those of you that don't know. So for people that are paying New York City taxes, that's a lot of money going into the city. Where is it going, bro? Where is it going? A this lot city? of it went to the bikes, installing those bike racks. The bike racks. Bro, and even less parking. Less parking, so it means more tickets because people are going to park on the, in, in, in illegal spots. More tickets, so you're going to make more money for the city, but that way, too. Look, all this, bo- all the bottom line is all this equals more money for the city. So, where is it going? Again, y- y- you're adding tons of new cops every every year, which again, I'm not against, because I'm sure there's a lot of them that retire, but, you know, wh- wh- what's, th- what's going on over there? I mean, the cops are never around when you need them, but they're always around when you're speeding. You ever notice that? You ever notice that? <laughs> you, 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 you're looking for a cop when something's going on, you can't find them. But, but when, you, when you hit 80 on your speedometer, the guy, whoo! Right away, you get the when guy you behind. Need, you. When you what, need what him, is that? When you need him, he tells you call nine one one. What is what is that? What about when the guy's blocking your driveway and you gotta call <laughs> and you gotta call three one one to get him towed? Oh man, I missed a day's work for that. Yeah, oh, they were at the twenty four hour Dunkin' Donuts. They didn't oh, get around to it. Yeah, it's a New York City, and we love our NYPD cops. I have a lot of friends there. Shout out to Jonathan Trocoso, my buddy. Lee Pactor and so on and so forth. Richie Rainero. Richie Rainero, all the our, our NYPD friends. It's uh, a pleasure to be listening, to have you guys listening and uh, keeping up with us. But in all reality here, New York City's got to either cut down and make prices a little bit more affordable. I mean, this is the best. I don't want to make like I'm, I'm complaining about New York City because it's, re- it's the best city in the world. I mean, I'm from here and I, I vouch for it. It's it's awesome. I mean, I think, Pete, P, P, you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, Pete won't. Pete won't leave New York City no matter. Never, what. I mean, ever, ever, ever. Even though you know, a lot of times he doesn't want to leave his house. He doesn't, and he could probably live on top of Mount Everest, and it would make a difference. But Peter still wants to stay in New York City. So again, there's an attraction about this place. We just want to make it right. Want to make it more affordable. Why not make it more affordable for us? They no? can't. They can't. <laughs> it's New York. Then everybody would really want to live here. Yeah. Well, we want to say a quick little story. We're not going to out. Our cop friend, because we can't do that. But um, one quick little story. <clears throat> we were out at a club, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> we go to uh, which one was it? Greenhouse. 
Greenhouse, yeah. Greenhouse, and of course, you don't you don't drink, so you're always a designated if you driver. See, if you see me drinking, it's a rare occasion. Very rare. For those of you out there that have me seen me drink, so it's it's always good to know a cop or to be with a celebrity. So luckily for me, I'm not a cop, but my best friend <laughs> is a celebrity. So we're out at Greenhouse, and I'm getting plastered as I usually do, and. Uh, we decide we're gonna leave greenhouse because plastered I, is a bit of an extreme word. No, say you it was early. Time. Yeah, you it was it was time. early. I wasn't yeah. plastered yet. Yeah. So we decide we want to see some naked women because that's always how you should end your night, <laughs> guys out there. It's always a good idea. So take notes. So we said uh, let's let's go to Sapphire. We always have a good time there. We have friends over there. What happens? Let's get the car. Let's go to Sapphire. Now, I had a cup in the car, which it's not it's not a good idea, guys. Don't do it, but I had to do it, so. And um, I finished the cup of uh, what you're not supposed to have in the car. And uh, I just threw it out the window. And what's the next sound you hear? Whoop! When you don't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't want to see them, they're always there. So... Right away, Paulie's, what are you doing, you idiot? You just threw out a cup. I'm like, it's a cup, so what? Whoop. Oh, now we're getting pulled over. I'm like, man, I want to go to the strip club. He's like, we're not going now. You just got pulled over. Two cops come over. Oh, man, are you Paulie Monaji? I'm like, yes. He's like, yeah, what's up, guys? They're like, oh, man, I'm a big fan. Going back and forth. Before you know it, they gave us two BBA cards. <laughs> and we're sitting there. Before you know it, I get comfortable. I'm like, officer, not for nothing, but we're looking to go to the strip club. Could we wrap this up soon? <laughs> <laughs> Cops like, I'm saving you a ticket, and you're looking to leave. <laughs> but that was a good night. Yeah. And we ended up being real cool with those guys. As we have, we tend to have good nights on the nights out on the town. <laughs> but yeah, that was a... Uh, in the class, and there's another big shout out, Sal Musamilo. Oh yeah, uh, another shout out uh, to our NYPD friends, Sal Vitali. Sal Vitali. We got a, we got a, we got a few NYPD friends out there, and so you know, we may crack on you guys, but you know, at the end of the day, we love you, and uh, thanks for making our city safer. Keep sending those PBA cards out, guys. <laughs> we need them. So what else? What's what's next on the on the order of the agenda? You know, um, this past weekend, we had some boxing. I worked my you, first CBS. You did, yeah, CBS. Yeah, I worked work my first CBS called PBC on CBS. Big shout out to CBS. Not to be partial that we have a CBS podcast and that you're my best friend. You work for CBS, but and you so definitely, you definitely, CBS. definitely killed it, man. Yeah, yeah, it was fun doing. It. I thought Virgil Hunter was a, a terrific addition to the team. Uh, I thought we worked well. We blended well, and uh, Virgil's really technical, and sometimes. He's so scientific that you get scared some people might not be able to understand them. But if you can understand what he's saying, you'll actually learn a lot. And uh, that's Virgil in a nutshell. Uh, Kevin Harlan and uh, Brent Stover, new guys to the boxing scene, but the TV guys. Uh, I, th- I thought we blended well. I think uh, it's a work in progress, as all as we've been talking about on PBC. But uh, I think the product will continue to get better. You know, th- this weekend we got the second NBC show. So I, it, it'll be interesting to see what tweaks NBC makes between the first and second show. You and aha. Uh-huh. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh. I told you. What? P 
people start coming out to their own shit music yeah yeah that's true listen yeah but we still still uh, they're still very strict about the kind of music absolutely you come out to, that's yeah, that's they fine did change they did change the the walkout music it's not that universal instrumental uh, sound that uh which was we cool had that first NBC show so Superman in the building wanted his own music yeah yeah Adonis Superman Stevenson came out with the Superman theme. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be strict. I've heard they still shouldn't be strict, but at least uh, the fighters can customize their own walkout music. And, of course, that uh, it takes away the uniformity of the whole show, but at the same time it gives fighters uh, the kind of their own identity. So there's pros and cons to that as well. Uh, at the end of the day, I thought, uh, I thought the fights weren't the, – the main event wasn't too bad. Listen, obviously, Asakio didn't really make it competitive. I mean, I don't know what the judges were watching. They had it a little closer than I thought. That but, was insane. But um, – Adonis was never really in jeopardy of losing the fight. Adonis Stevenson wasn't, but Sakio hung tough as he always does. Uh, but I gotta be honest, uh, he looked a little bit the uh, worse for wear than I've seen him in the recent past. At Sakio, you know, at least Sakio usually can always make you grind a little bit harder, and it seemed like Adonis had all the time in the world that he needed most of the time for during the fight and uh, set up his shots and whatnot. Had Sakio down twice, Sakio give him all the credit in the world. Continues to never have been stopped and has that still has that streak alive. But uh, easy win for Donna Stevenson at the end of the day. That Arthur better be Arthur better be yeah Arthur better be is, is a scary dude. That he guy's a it, machine. He's the kind of guy that makes you glad. That any anybody who's not a light heavyweight, they're glad that they're not light heavyweight. So you never have to Absolutely. worry about getting in the ring with him. Really, really strong puncher. Showed me some patience too. You know, I, I saw his fight in December. I worked it uh, for Showtime, and uh, the fight in December. I think the guy's name was Zach Page. Pretty athletic guy, but you know, not a big name. Uh, better be have stopped him in round two, but not before Page walked him into a right hand himself in round one, and 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 had better be have down. And I, for me, I thought, you know what, better be is dangerous. He's solid, but he's a bit impatient, and that's a bit uh, shows you he's a bit on the raw side as far as professional ranks is concerned. He doesn't know how to take his time and be patient about setting up his offense. Well, this past Saturday against Gabriel Campillo, he actually did remain patient. He didn't come in recklessly. Um, I, you know, Campillo was trying to get him frustrated using a couple of jabs and trying a to really... crafty guy. Yeah, crafty guy, but uh, better be have pounced when he had to. He didn't pounce when he didn't have to, and ultimately it led to a fourth-round KO, and uh, better be have through what, we eight, nine professional fights now, all, win by, all wins by knockout, and still has not gone past the fourth round. I think, uh, I mean... Can I say this guy's ready for a title shot now? I mean, am I wrong to say Artur Berbiev is ready for a title That's shot crazy. now? crazy. I mean, I mean, we can put him with Adonis Stevenson. We can put Stevenson with Kovalev, which is the fight everybody wants to watch. But and I'm and people are going to say, "Oh, Paul, you have a Heyman agenda." If I once I say this, but we can put Berbiev with Stevenson. It's an easier fight to make because there's less politics in the way. And honestly. Does anybody? I mean, I, I I like Adonis Stevenson. He's my buddy. But does anybody really think he's going to be Sergey Kovalev? Why do you want to watch that fight? I don't think. I mean, uh, you want to watch fights where you don't know who the winner is going to be. Like a lot of the public, even though we kind of know who Floyd's going to beat Manny Pacquiao, a lot of the public's not sure who's going to win that fight. So that's what makes the fight intriguing: is who's going to win that fight. But with Stevenson and Kovalev, I mean, how much of the how much of the public thinks Stevenson can win that fight? I don't. You know, again, for all the people that think there's a Heyman agenda, I don't think Adonis can beat Kovalev. So, no. you know, but um, Bitter Biev, I don't know if Stevenson can beat Bitter Biev, but at the same time, Bitter Biev is lacking in professional experience. So maybe there's a couple of intangibles in there that give both guys an advantage. And, and from there, you can say, hey, you know what? I can't call it a, a definitive winner. I mean, I can't call it a definitive winner with Bitter Biev and Stevenson. I probably slightly lean towards Bitter Biev. I mean, he's, he's looking like a total monster, but at the same time, you need 
some intangibles there to beat Stevenson. He's an athletic guy. He's a southpaw. Um, he comes with some speed. Um, you know, it, it. I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be interesting. I, I, I. You could see both guys getting put on the yeah, on their ass. You yeah, know? yeah, of course. You know, so it's it. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing the the bitter be of Stevenson fight, and then you know what? Then make the winner fight Kovalev. You know, right. Then you build up to it. Yeah. If, if Stevenson can beat a guy like Bitterbeev, then you say, you know what? He he beat on a guy who could be like a Kovalev light. Right. If Bitterbeev beats Stevenson, he's got this continued destructive mentality, this continued destructive reputation. The and I say, yeah, now that momentum, we had yet another destructive performance. If he does knock out Stevenson, and then you say, wow, now he's coming in all knockout wins, all undefeated. Uh, um, beating former champions and current champions, and now you know you set them up for a, a big showdown, all Russian showdown, a Russian rivalry with Sergey Kovalev. So there's nothing for me. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with doing it that way. Let's let's do it that way. Why not? You know. In the meantime, Andre Ward is going to be at super middleweight, but you never know. He'll be coming up to light heavyweight. I'm sure of it in the in the eventual future. You know. Absolutely. So, you know. But in the meantime, you put those other fights together and. You know, you never know what you get out of it. So, don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush for a Stevenson Kovalev. Well, obviously, everybody would like to see it, and I think Kovalev deserves a big fight because he's uh, he's the goods, and uh, and he's and he deserves everything that, come, that comes to him because he's a, he's a good fighter, and and good fighters deserve to be compensated for the fact that they're good fighters. But he's the pound for pound light heavyweight champion. He's he's uh, yeah. He's the man. Yeah, he's the man at light heavyweight. But at light heavyweight. But. Like I said to you the other day, if you got if you looked online and read that. After the fight, Saki Obiko was in like a coma, God forbid, or was taken to the hospital. It wouldn't shock you one bit. No, but the, the, guy, the punches that the guy took, right? Yeah, yeah. What the, happens if the kid Bibatov fights Kovalev? Bitter Bibatov fights Kovalev. What kind of fight is that going to be? These guys going to kill each other? Yeah, but they're both technically really good fighters too. I know, but it's they, not hit, like they hit a, like animals. Yeah, all they hit like animals. I don't, I don't know that the fight lasts very long, but those are both fighters. I'm taking that, the under. You got to, you know, for all those, you know, Pete, uh, you know, if, for those of people out there that are betting people, I guess you take the under. According to Pete, that's what he's that's he's like, telling you. If you see better be Evan Kovalev, Pete's pick is the under, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. What, are they going to box each other and go 12 rounds? Well, they, they are technically. They are, oh, come on, bro. They're not like straight up brawlers. I mean, they're technically no, but they, they hit hard, dude. It's like. I understand. It's like Drago. It's, the result's quite obvious. For whatever he hits, he destroys. Yeah, I hear you. But they're two Dragos, bro. <laughs> yeah, I understand, but they're going to be also technically sound. You know, no, people I hear get you. people fall in love with power, but you know they're going to be trying to be set each other. And I, don't get me wrong, I, I think the fight probably ends in a knockout too. But I don't think it's an all-out war. I think there'll be moments of technicals, uh, boxing. All right, there's in there. a literal gun to your head. Mm -hmm. You have to bet an over or under. What are you taking? <laughs> Come uh, on, <laughs> the under, the under. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's like uh, another fight coming up on the other network. Hmm. Matisse and and uh, Provodnikov, come on, yeah, you, yeah. Th that's gonna go to distance. No, obviously on the same night though, folks. Don't get, don't forget to tune into Showtime. We gotta pump up our show. Chavez Junior versus Fonfaro. Boom. Maybe not as bigger punchers, but equally, exciting. Equally fight. lacking on, on in their defensive. Yeah, exciting strategies. Fight. Of I their look boxing forward to that technique, fight. and I think they're uh, that'll be a good fight as well. So uh, recently, I saw that that hype was Chavez Junior was saying that he doesn't get the credit. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we had a commercial on the CBS on our CBS show on Saturday. It was a Chavez commercial. And I, obviously, I wasn't at a liberty to make a comment on it, but on the CBS commercial, we had a uh, on the CBS show we had a commercial for Chavez uh, to hype up the Chavez from Faro fight on the 18th. 
And Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is saying that because he's a son of a legend, he is never going to get the credit he deserves. <laughs> Bro, what about that if you're not the son of a legend, you're probably selling shoes somewhere in Mexico City. Are you kidding me? Like, what kind of a statement was that? The guy don't even train for half his fights. And he's mad that he's the son of a legend. You don't get the credit. Smoke. It's because you're the son of a legend that we watch you, dude. Smoking weed. That the, that the politics pink. have allowed you to get this far. And don't get me wrong, Chavez Jr. Not bad. He's I, tough. I don't think he's. I don't think he's world class. He's at a all. tough kid. I don't think. If his name wasn't Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., I don't think they would have been able to move him in a direction to no. win a world title ever in his life. He could have probably seen it with binoculars from a distance, but but not in reality. But. Having said that, he's an exciting fighter. Um, he's got a great storyline. Uh, he's got the same exact name as his father, except he's a junior. So, of course, he's naturally, it's going to make headlines. B- the boxing is a business. It's going to make headlines. But come on, bro. You're going to complain that because you're your father's son, you don't get the credit you deserve. As if what? As if you, if you weren't your father's son, where would you be right now? You think you'd re- we'd really be paying attention to you and watching you, dude? Smoking you think you would have got this far? In the pink Speedos yeah. eating cereal when yeah. he had the munchies. <laughs> yeah. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. And, you know, again, I've met Chavez Jr. Uh, you know, he's actually a cool kid. Um, I met him when he was training at Wildcard. Um, and he, I think it's going to be a fun fight to watch. I, I think Andre he's Von Farr is, for I think Andre Von Far is a good fighter, bro. Let, you, know, you can never mistake Chavez Jr. for actually being a, a world-class fighter. You can't do that. I don't. He's tough. So, so the fight with Andre Von Far, who to me is actually really good. Not really good. He's solid. He's a solid world-class fighter. But he's lacking on the defensive front as well. But he's tough. He's shown character. He can fight. Yo, that's a great fight. And first of all, why didn't they put that fight in Chicago? Can I ask you why they didn't put that fight in Chicago? Why is that fight in L.A.? Is it to give Chavez the, the advantage to, to have all the Mexicans? Because know. Chicago got plenty of Mexicans. We fought Juan Diaz mm-hmm. in, uh, in a rematch in Chicago, mm-hmm. and it was a great crowd mixed of Italians and Mexicans when I the fought Pavilion, Juan Diaz. US Chicago's Pavilion. a great city because it's got just enough of a of a breadbasket of different different cultures and nationalities. And you can have these kind of fights there. And from Faro, with the Polish background, uh, actually, he is Polish, not a Polish background. I think he is. I think he's born in Poland, but... Fonfara would have a huge following in Chicago. Or he does have a huge following in Chicago. And Chavez Jr. has a huge following anywhere there's Mexicans, which in Chicago there's plenty of Mexicans, as we found out when we fought Juan Diaz in a rematch. So why not make that fight in Chicago? Dude, that fight is terrific. It's a nice city. Am, am I out of my mind, or, or can they really have, or, or by, for saying this, they could have put that fight in, like, and I'm not saying it's a worldwide phenomenon fight, but for a city like Chicago, you could put that fight in, like, Comiskey Park or Wrigley Field, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you got Absolutely. a lot of Polish people, Absolutely. you got a lot of Mexicans, and they support their, and those are nationalities that support their boxers. It's not like, oh, you got a, a lot of a certain kind of nationality, but they're not supportive of fighters in that particular nationality. These are these two guys are two nationalities who's, who support their particular fighters. Absolutely. Polish people get very much behind their fighters. Mexican fighter, Mexican fans always get behind their fighters. I mean, I don't know. I think they missed. I, I think they missed one here. I think My you and I spoke about this because I thought it was in Chicago yeah. originally. Yeah, I mean, you were right to assume there. I mean, usually when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me, but in this particular Not in this case, case right? yeah, in this particular case, if you would have assumed this fight was in Chicago, I wouldn't have blamed you. I particularly think that uh, the fight should be in Chicago, but uh, it's in L.A., I think maybe to give uh, Chavez Jr. all the stops because, you know, at the end of the day, boxing still has some politics. I think it'll be a fun fight. I like both guys. I'm a fan of both guys, uh, regardless of anything. Even You know, we might crack on people here on this show and whatnot, but uh, at the end of the day, yeah, we love boxing and we love the fighters, and uh, most fighters anyway. <laughs> Chavez Sr. said he's more talented than me. Yes, but that's a father's love. <laughs> you have to read between the lines But if I was Chavez Sr., I'd be like, son, listen, do me a favor. Yeah, maybe in private he is. Uh, maybe yeah, in private 
Listen, son. You don't want to make weight. You want to smoke pot. I'm a legend. We're loaded. You want for nothing. You want a dirt bike or something. You want a new car. <laughs> go grow your own weed in the back. Go play, go play video games. A lot of water in Mexico. Stay away from the boxing ring. Stay away from the gym. You don't know if he's had this talk with him in the past. You don't know. I mean, I mean, that's the kind of thing you have in private. Rest in peace. If I was Camacho, I would do the same thing to my son. Junior. In, in all reality, I think Camacho Jr. was actually much more talented than Chavez Jr. It's just, oh, he doesn't have the... Gifted-wise, yeah, the, yeah, sure. He just didn't have the the mental wherewithal. But, um, yeah, I think Chavez Sr. saying that his son is better than he ever was, I think that's just a father's love. you got to read between the lines. I don't think anybody really believed him when he said that. And if you really, if you believe that Chavez Sr. was dead serious when he was saying that, you're more moronic than the word moronic. Because what Chavez Sr. is actually saying there is that I love my son very much. I want you guys to I love him. I want you guys to believe I want believe you guys to love him more than you loved me because that's how much I love my son. And so I'm going to I'm going to give you this I'm going to feed you a little bit of BS and uh, hopefully you'll buy into it and keep supporting my son. Senior. And don't if you get, don't, don't believe get, don't, me, just think that I'm punchy yeah, and just go with it anyway. Yeah, but don't don't worry. You don't have to worry. The thing about Chavez Senior, he doesn't have to worry because Chavez Junior gains huge ratings, very vastly, vastly popular, popular, incredibly popular. And again, yet another reason why he shouldn't be complaining about being a legend son because it's it's another feather in your hat to to have that status of a, of a son of a legendary figure and fighter in the sport. Automatically, you're going to become more popular. So, it's all a little rant about that too, and uh, it's been pretty interesting. Let's talk, let's move on to PBC this particular weekend. I'm excited. Brooklyn, New one. York. Yeah, we're going to be there. PBC in Brooklyn, New York this weekend. We got Danny Swift Garcia versus Lamont Peterson, and a fight that should be for the unification of the light welterweight title, but it's going to be fought above the weight. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to get at this because I saw an article yesterday where Garcia said he's not going to move up until next summer. Now, prior to seeing that article. Yeah, I, I, I'm exactly. You didn't see the article. Right? I'm looking at your face right now, and you're pretty shocked. Absolutely. And then that's 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 my issue here. Prior to seeing that article, I was all for the catch weight because I really, in my heart of hearts, believed that Danny cannot make the junior welterweight limit anymore. So I was telling people, listen, if you guys really want to see this fight, you're gonna you're gonna have to take it at a catch weight because Danny's moving up after this. So it's better to see it at a catch weight than to never see it at all. So, you know, I bought into it. But now looking at the article and saying, you're not going to move up until next year. So why is the fight at a catchweight? Even I can't defend the catchweight anymore. No. But the defense of the catchweight, because I thought I was really being honest here. I really thought Danny couldn't make the weight. So right. it, it makes sense. Why not make this fight for all the marbles? There are two fighters that own three of the major four world titles. It's and like they can a, unify them at, at 140. I, I think it's ridiculous. I really do. Um, that's crazy. As a fan, uh, I don't like that. I, I You know what? I tried to I tried to uh, be on the fan side with this one. And, uh, I mean, I, try, I tried to convince the fans otherwise before um, because I was assuming. Uh, this time I made an ass out of you and me. Because I assumed Danny couldn't make It's always me. Weight. At least once it's you. <laughs> yeah. And I assumed Danny just couldn't make weight. And so I thought the uh, catch weight was... Uh, a no-brainer because you either had it at catchweight or you never had this fight, and I think it was a fight the fans deserved and should have at least seen. But um, at the end of the day, it doesn't look like that's the case. It looks like Danny can still remain at, at junior welterweight. Um, but if you're going to have non-title fights, which guys in the old days did have here and there, you can't have a non-title fight in this particular case. It's just 
it goes against everything that competition stands for. And that's the thing. And again, I'm a fan of Danny Garcia. I'm a fan of Lamont Peterson. I think this is a, a great fight nonetheless. But it's almost like you're watering down the product. You know, these the, the Junior Welterweight title is supposed to be... It's supposed to be unified here. This is what the, this is. This is the situation that fans are waiting for. This is the fight fans are waiting for. As a matter of fact, they had a card in August where they both fought opponents that you kind of knew had no hope against them. Rod Sarko was actually a pretty good fighter. He got Rod Sarko gets a bad rap, but if if you let Rod Sarko fight at his own weight, which is 130 pounds, the kid can actually fight a little bit. Uh, uh, I've seen him fight before. Uh, he just was out of his weight class. And weight classes, for those of you that don't understand, and I noticed this boxing generation fans don't understand weight classes. Do matter, folks. Yes, they do. That's and, why uh, they're there. Yeah. So, Rod Salka was out of his weight class, and obviously he didn't have much of a chance against Garcia. Uh, Lamont Peterson um, fought Edgar Santana, who was uh, at one time a pretty good prospect in New York, pretty good slash, prospect slash contender. I knew Santana back in the day, but, you know, you'd figure, like, his time had passed. And so going into the, the night, you kind of knew, okay, they're, you know what? They're setting up to eventually face each other in, the, in a junior welterweight unification showdown. The build up. And you know what? They did build up, and they did make the fight. But again, it's a non-title fight. And once you find out that Garcia can still make weight, it becomes disappointing. So, I, you know, that's my two cents. I look forward to the fight. I, look, I hope it's a great card um, Saturday night. But uh, uh, certainly, uh, it, it lost a few points in my, in my book for Saturday night. Hopefully, uh, we get a lot of ratings. It is PBC, and we want PBC to continue to do well. Folks, if you're out there, you have to support PBC no matter what. Unless you're uh, the competition, um, which is, you know, some other promoters or managers or whatnot. There's no reason you should be against PBC. At the end of the day, PBC can help boxing. Whether you're a fan of Al Heyman or not, obviously uh, here, you know, being uh, uh, as Al Heyman is my advisor, obviously I'm, I'm on the Al Heyman side. But at the end of the day, you have to, even if you're stuck in a neutral situation, has anybody else done what he's doing for the sport? Has anybody else... What's there not to be a fan of? But has anybody, you know, who's doing this? He got put up his own money to put the put boxing on free network television. Free TV? Put up his own money. Do you see anybody else putting up their own money and taking these kind of chances? No, bro. Promoters don't do that. They want networks to pay for the TV time, pay for the budget, and then they'll, with that budget, sometimes it's a smaller budget, sometimes it's a bigger budget, they'll give you fights. They're not looking to do you any favors, folks. So, again, you know, for Al Heyman to take this chance, he's got his investors, he's in, to find investors that are willing to take a chance, to bring, put the, together this superior team to anybody that's ever been in boxing before, and do this, fans, what is he to complain about? I mean, you know, obviously, a, a lot of fans are happy about this, but you know you're going to watch boxing. You know you want to watch boxing. If this works, and we pick up sponsors for BBC, you have network television boxing for good. That's it. This is the experiment the next few years, so it needs to be supported by all the fans, all the media, everybody, because at the end of the day, if this is a success and PBC get, gets the sponsors they need, we're going to keep renewing these contracts, folks. You know what happens when you keep renewing these contracts? Boxing remains on network television. You know what happens when boxing remains on network television? More so, more of the other channels want to be involved with the sport. You see, right now, Al is paying for all of the TV time on every channel that he's got. You know, he's paying for the TV time on NBC. He's paying for the TV time on CBS. He's paying for the TV time on Bounce, on Spike, on... You know, he's going to end up having the ESPN and, and ABC connection as ABC, well. He's paying yeah. for, that, for that as well. Obviously, we, there's sponsors involved, but they're taking the chance and paying for it. You know, investors, not sponsors. So we need to find sponsors. And, you know, in time, I, I believe we will because, you know, the product will continue to be something that will excite the fans. But 
first and foremost, boxing fans got to get behind this. I mean, the trick is to get more than boxing fans behind this. But boxing fans got to get behind this. If you're not, if you're a boxing fan, you're not behind this. Seriously, man, go get a life, man. Go watch, go watch golf or something, dude. Because you know, you, you, I don't understand how you can be a fan of the sport and hope this fails. Because it, all it does is create more boxing for you, uh, more boxing on the television, uh, more boxing uh, in, at live gates, uh, which means fighters can get more opportunities. You'll get to see more of the exciting fighters more more often. You'll get to see more of the exciting fighters. For for free, and of course, something I always like: fighters can get paid more. Right, so fighters are going to get more money. <laughs> and uh, in, 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 a, in a sport like this, which is blood sport, uh, literally, it's blood sport. Um, I think fighters deserve all the money they can get. Because uh, it's a short lifespan uh, in terms of your career. Sometimes it's a short lifespan for real. You're, you're risking your, your life literally. Um, and uh, I think fighters deserve to be compensated very well. For, they we do uh, put out there for your entertainment and whatnot. So uh, that's the rant on PBC. And uh, this weekend's show, actually, uh, Peter Quillen versus Andy Lee. I know a lot of people were mad that Peter Quillen turned down the Matt Korobal fight and vacated his title. Guys, you have to understand, it wasn't Peter Quillen running from from Matt Korobal. Sometimes in boxing, there's politics now. Jay-Z and Al Heyman don't get along. It's their, it's their beef. You guys, nobody knows it. I don't know it, the ins and outs of it. You, you people might know maybe a, a small fraction of it. Doesn't mean you know the whole story. So Heyman and Jay-Z weren't going to work together. So Quillen and Korobov could not be made because Rock Nation won the purse bid. That's it. Very simple. That's it. It's not that Quillen ever avoided Korobov. So you know what? Korobov took on the next available contender. It was Andy Lee. Andy Lee ends up pulling off the upset. Well, people are saying, oh, you see Peter Quillen ducked Korobov. He didn't duck Korobov, you morons. You only look at this as a sport. And this is not just a sport. This is actually a business first. Nobody ducked anybody. It was a business move by the powers that be. So what happens? Andy wins the fight. So now you make the Quillen-Lee fight. Now, a lot of people are rooting for Lee just on the basis that Quillen vacated his title before. So he shouldn't deserve to have a shot right away. I think he deserves deserves to have a shot right away. He's still undefeated. And uh, Lee's the champion. So, uh... Let's uh, let's see what happens, you know. And uh, whoever, you know, may the best man win, you know. Um, it's uh, if he was ducking him, why would he jump in there in the next fight with a guy that crushed him? Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> that's what I mean. I think sometimes uh, people jump to conclusions. Fans assume. I think it's becoming the word of the podcast today. Yeah, assume. Fans assume. assume they know. Don't assume when they don't know. But uh, hopefully uh, the the Levers Quillen fight is a is a good fight. I, I actually like both guys. Uh, obviously Quillen I'm close with because uh, we have the same trainer, Eric Brown. But uh, Andy Lee's a guy I've grown to respect through the years. I've met him quite a few times and is a good guy. Uh, one of his assistants is uh, Dave Caldwell, actually, who's a, a, a trainer a manager from England who uh, I'm, I'm friends with as well. So uh, a lot of ties to this fight for me. Um, may the best man win, and hopefully it's an entertaining fight for the live gate of Barclays and for the NBC crowd. That's what uh, that's again. That's what we want at the end of the day. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a great card. You know, this PBC, the, there's no way it's going to fail. These these cards are exciting. These fights are exciting. They're competitive. Yeah. Well, at least you know what on paper. You know, at the end of the day, you don't know what the final product's going to be, but at least if you have it on paper, uh, that's that's the bottom line, and uh, it gives people something to look forward to. So uh, this weekend's PBC is uh, something to look forward to on paper, and uh, hopefully lives up to the hype. And we continue to get these uh, great fights down the line. Let's take a break here. I think we need a break, bro. A little What's break. What's going on? Let's take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to former two-time world champion Pauli Malinashi from Brooklyn to the world.
Spring training is underway, and that can only mean one thing. Baseball season is almost here, and there's never been a better time to check out DraftKings.com, America's favorite daily fantasy baseball site where you can win huge cash prizes every day. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, no slogging through a long season to collect your winnings, just instant cash, instant gratification. It's like a new season every time you play. Simply pick two pitchers and eight position players. Stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to a massive payday. In fact, DraftKings has already crowned over a dozen millionaires. Hundreds of fantasy sports fans just like you have cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code PAULIEM, P-A-U-L-I-E-M, to play for free in the $100,000 Fantasy Baseball Contest on opening day. First place takes home $10,000. Use promo code PAULIEM, P-A-U-L-I-E-M, for entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. Introducing Pauli. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. Malinaji. This is Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. All right. We're back here. Take a quick break. So, over the weekend, we had a couple of other sporting things we had that were pretty cool. You know, NCAA Final Four was on. Yeah, man. What happened to Kentucky, bro? Kentucky. That, 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 was, that was weird. Dude. Yeah, that was, that had like the gambler's twist on it. Yeah, you don't think you know you don't you know about the gambler's twist. You know that's like Vegas. We don't want we don't want to accuse Peter Cards of gambling or anything, right? That's but, like Ace Rothstein would have told you. Listen, stay away from Kentucky. Really? You know what I mean? Like Ace Rothstein would have analyzed like the wood think? on the court and would have been like, no, no good. You know what I mean? He would have analyzed the wood on the court. You yeah, think that's what that's, it was. It was, it was weird. Some? The refs were. Mm, I don't yeah. know. As I heard a lot. Now, of did stuff. you did you think Kentucky? Yeah, of course yeah. I did. Now, if you had you been betting on the game, would you have bet Kentucky? Fact. Yeah, I figured. I figured. Yeah, I figured you did, or you would anyway. You know? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Of course I did. <laughs> you know I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Wisconsin. I'm always on the losing side. <laughs> so Wisconsin, somehow. Wisconsin gets to the finals. Michigan State looked like they never played basketball in their life in that semifinal game against Duke. I don't know what they were doing. I think I think Michigan State forgot they had a game. Right. That's what I think they did. I think Michigan Michigan State played like they woke up Saturday morning and thought it was Friday morning, and then they start, the bus started taking them to the arena, and they said, oh, man, we got a game today? We thought we were going to practice. Think about what you said. Mm-hmm. Duke was like a week one seed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This looks perfectly set up for Duke to win or hey, to at least like have that. the easiest the easiest route, right? Come on, bro. Wisconsin was supposed to beat Duke in the final, too. I mean... If you were a betting man, would you take in the finals, Duke or Wisconsin? Who's more experienced in the finals? What, as a reputation? Uh-uh. Yeah, reputation-wise, Duke is. But Duke didn't start winning championships until the early 90s, bro. It ain't like Duke's been winning championships since 1910. I hear you, but the coach, I mean, it yeah, has a Mike lot Krzyzewski, to do with it. Of course. It has a lot to do with it. All this stuff. Yeah, no. Well, you, so you so basically you're saying Duke you you your pick was Duke for the finals. If you were a betting man, you would have took Duke. Yes. Yes. But I took uh, Wisconsin in the second half, which didn't work out. Didn't work out. All right. Well, you know what? Sometimes you get greedy in life, and you know when they say you're supposed to go with your first instinct. I didn't do that. You didn't go. You didn't do that. No. No. So your first time. instinct would have been Duke, and then Duke again in the second half because at halftime it, it was, was close. Game. It was tied. Yeah. Instead, yeah. you took Wisconsin in second. So it was tied. So you, you, 
Because now somewhere I'm thinking, along wait the line, second. somewhere along the line, you thought Wisconsin was going to win the game then because if it yeah, was because, tied at halftime, no, because you you start to second guess yourself and you think, wow, this team beat Kentucky. They were undefeated. They they have all these giants on the team. How'd this team win? Then you think, well, the refs. You start to overthink stuff. You start to overanalyze. Right. You analyze this. And that. And that, yeah. So, you know. And what happened? You lose. It's <laughs> <laughs> the story of a gamble. Yeah, yeah, yes. Folks, you so, lose. So, it, next, safe to say we will not be having Peter Carter's uh, bracket for the next year's NCAA <laughs> no, tournament. you don't want be, my bracket. Uh, talking about it much. Uh, you don't want to have his picks. As you can see, it's not much. I'll give you a boxing bracket. <laughs> and if you listen to our last podcast, I could give you a Tanaka bracket. <laughs> you want a Tanaka bracket? You should have got your surgery, moron. Well, let's talk about something positive. Let's talk about some positive sports. So the New York Rangers uh, won the President's oh, Trophy man. last night. Now, for those of you that don't, like don't watch hockey, for those, for those of you that don't watch hockey, the President's Trophy is given to the team with the best regular season record in the NHL. The most points, because uh, in the NHL we go by points. Two wins, two points for a win. One point for a draw, which doesn't exist anymore. So what we do is you go to overtime, you automatically get a point. And if you lose in a shootout, you get a point. If you win the shootout or overtime, you get the two points, regardless. So the Rangers win the President's Trophy for the first time since 1994. Peter, why don't you tell everybody what happened in 1994? Oh, man. We that was the, the best. We won the Stanley Cup. We won the Stanley Cup. I mean... We breeze through the Islanders in the first round, and then uh, the, ca- the Washington Capitals. Capitals. And things got a little rough, and after. then things got really rough with the Devils. Mm-hmm. Step on my toe, yeah. and uh, Game Seven, right? The game it was Game Everybody was screaming "Step on my toe" for like the next two years, <laughs> and then Vancouver in the seven games as well. So Vancouver. we won the Stanley Cup. Bottom line, we won the Stanley Cup. The last time we won the President's Trophy, we won the Stanley Cup. We clinched the President's Trophy this time, first time in twenty-one years. It was crazy about 94. We won the President's Trophy two times in three years. But in 92, we, we won it, and we lost to the Penguins in the playoffs. So the yeah. President's Trophy doesn't necessarily guarantee you a Stanley Cup. Last year's President's Trophy winner, I can't even remember, but obviously the Kings didn't win it because the Kings were not a great regular season team. But um, President's Trophy is a nice little wrinkle to have. I remember as a kid thinking it was like a jinx. Like, if you win the President's Trophy, you're not going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, thanks to your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like any team that won the President's Trophy never, never win the Stanley Cup. So, in 94, we broke that jinx. We broke a lot of jinxes. We won the President's Trophy. We broke the 1940 jinx. And we won the Stanley Cup. So, this year, we won the President's Trophy and uh, we're looking pretty strong. I think it's going to be a, a couple of tough eight seeds we're going to have to go up against uh, possible possible tough eight seeds. Uh, in, like, and you're scared like of Boston. Boston? Boston Bruins. I don't like Boston, bro. I don't like Boston in the playoffs. Um, I don't want to I don't want to see them. They're a big team, big physical teams, and the best of seven game series can weigh you out. I'm not crazy about ending up against Boston, so we'll see. Uh, I hope we don't have to get Boston. Hopefully Boston comes in, in seventh in the conference, the, second, the first wild card seed. And they get Montreal. You know, Montreal beat them last year. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be a little bit of a wrench series. I think Boston versus Montreal will be a fun series to watch. It's it always fun when you have no emotion tied to it. Absolutely. Know? Playoff hockey is just yeah. always fun in general. Playoff hockey is fun, but the, when the Rangers are playing, the emotion is tied to it. When you're watching playoff hockey and your emotion is not tied to it, like a Boston-Montreal series will be fun and like crazy to watch. And for frankly, I'd have no emotion tied to it. I could just enjoy it, you know? 
So hopefully the Rangers. You know what I hope the Rangers get? I hope the Rangers get Pittsburgh. Because I've never been able to stand Pittsburgh anyway. They're having a horrible end of the year. Horrible. They, which if they get to the playoffs, they might squeak in. And then we can just sweep them. I can't stand Pittsburgh. Since I'm a kid, I can't stand Pittsburgh. I couldn't stand the Yarmie Yager, Mario, Mario Lemieux team. You know, uh, that same team actually beat the 92 President Trophy winning Rangers in the playoffs. Um, you had all the front running and fair weather fans liking the Penguins uh, when I was a kid. I can't stand the Penguins. I don't know. They got Malkin back, though. They do. Yeah, they might They might turn it up. Yeah. For the playoff. We'll see. So, uh, Penguins are not looking good right now. They actually, uh, they lose again last night? I think they lost. No, they can't. Yeah, they, they, they lost, lost Ottawa again. last yeah. night. Yeah. They were winning. Yeah, yeah. What about that Islanders game last night? <laughs> For those of you, Island, only the Islanders can come back from a 4-1 deficit in the third period, tie the game, and then get beat with two seconds left. That On a goal with two seconds left, one of the weakest goals Halak will ever let in. Halak's not a bad goalie, but that was terrible. That was very New York Mets-esque, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Man, that was bad. I, I'd say I feel bad for him, but I don't know if I feel bad for him. You can't let that kind of goal I in. was talking to a guy at work, big right. hockey guy. He's friends with uh, Snow, the GM. Oh, God, Snow. Yep. And uh, he says, if you notice that play, the neutral zone... One of the one of the defensemen kind of like just just brushes him to the boards, but doesn't hit him. Yeah, and he squeaks through and ends up putting that wrist yeah. shot up. You know, you're playing the game. You know, it's all right. There's seven yeah. seconds left, but you know what? You let him get by there. Yeah, he's in the true. neutral zone. Now he penetrates past yeah. the blue line and yep. he puts a shot on that. Yep, good observation. It's true. It's crazy. Now, if you were a betting man last night, would you have bet the Islanders or the Flyers game? We being a wise ass because you know I had the Islanders. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Thank we're we're going to talk about your face. <laughs> you don't throw in that I had the Rangers, though. You did have the Rangers. Oh, yeah. You did have the yeah. Rangers. But while we're on the NHL tip, the Kings were playing for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the Los Angeles Kings were the defending Stanley Cup champions, by the way. The defending champions can't even get in the playoffs. They're playing with their season on the line. They play the Edmonton Oilers, who are second to worst in the Western Conference. So Second to worst in the NHL. The defending Stanley Cup champions against a team that's one of the worst teams in the NHL and the defending Stanley Cup champions are battling for a playoff spot because they're they're barely trying to squeak in so naturally if you're a betting man would you bet on them if you're a betting man yeah Yeah, I would and 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 what happens and they lost Edmonton wins the game and the Kings are basically out almost (laughs) Ashton they were down four to one. Can you imagine <laughs> three to one? I'm like, dude. They have to pay. The good thing for the Kings is, and uh, I'm not really fond of the LA Kings. I have, I know some LA Kings fans. They beat the the Rangers in the last year's Stanley Cup final, oh. so I'm definitely not fond of them. I, I don't care. I could care less if they get eliminated before the playoffs even start. But while we're on the subject, the Kings. The one positive about not being in the playoffs at this moment is they're looking to catch Calgary for the last playoff spot. Calgary's two points ahead of them, and guess who they play on Thursday. Calgary? Calgary. Wow. So the whole season on the line Thursday. The entire season is on the line Thursday. Because after Thursday, you only have one game left. They're two points behind Calgary. So if they can't, if they lose to Calgary, they're out. They're out of the playoffs. Basically, Wait, so so if they they win, they, they're tied? If they win, they're tied. So how do you, how do you I don't, break I the I think tie? the Kings have a tiebreaker if they win. I think oh, it win, goes to tiebreaker by head-to-head, head head, right? Head, yeah, I think so. So the Kings can win Thursday. They'll be in the playoffs as long as they don't blow it in the last game of the season, which would be very Metsesque if they did that. You're right, that is Metsesque. If you beat Calgary and then lose do the last Do you game. go with like a mortgage payment on the Kings? Well, Calgary's also battling for the playoffs. So you don't know if you want to do a mortgage payment. I don't know if you want to go as far as do a mortgage payment on the on the Kings because Calgary's just as desperate. Yeah, that's a little much. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a good ga- it's a good game for those of you for those hockey fans out there. The Kings Flames game on Thursday should be a 
rollicking atmosphere. You spruce up a Thursday night when you throw a little wager on a game, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple of beers and a little wager on the game. <laughs> it's a very you exciting. Sure do. You sure do. My fiance always wonders why I'm so interested in so many games. Yeah. I didn't know you were a fan of this team. Oh, I love this team. Because, <laughs> you know, why would she ever think that you might be getting one of the games? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Did you, you bet that? on this? No. Come on. Why oh, would sir. I bet on this team? Oh, They're sir. losing 5 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Would you like? Would you say you like Mush from? Yeah, from Eddie Mush from uh, Bronx Tale. Eddie Mush. Everybody ever seen Bronx Tale out there? The movie Bronx Tale. Come on, Eddie Mush. Yeah. No, come on. I'm not as bad now. No. We have friends that are we that bad. Yeah, we do have friends that are worse than Peter and comparable to Eddie Mush. It's pretty bad. Peter, actually, we had one friend. Peter would actually not bet a game he thought he was about to bet if he knew that friend had the game. <laughs> he wouldn't take it. Bet against him. Yeah. He would actually... Don't you get the story. What, what, oh, no. What about his horse? Oh, the horse. <laughs> this guy had such bad luck, he bet a horse. The horse won the race. The problem is the jockey fell off the horse. <laughs> out you of the what? gate. So what happens when the jockey falls off the horse? During the race or out of the gate, you don't win. He's disqualified. A disqualified horse. <laughs> Only when that kind of stuff happens to you, you know you weren't meant for this kind of gambling life. So, you know, anybody out there, if that kind of stuff is happening to you, just understand that maybe your calling wasn't gambling. It was something else. And uh, put down the betting sheets yeah. and, and pick up something else. You know? Pick up something else is right. Maybe a bag of tools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and go, hey, what did not try my job? It's silly. Go to work. What else is on the, on the format today? What else we got? You no. Know, let's talk about my Twitter wars. Yeah. You know, what, what's going I'm on? I'm out, out there. You know, uh, one thing about me uh, on Twitter, I, I, t- I try to respond to as many people as I can. And, I know, couldn't read it. What my happened? My TL is, gets full, and sometimes I can't read all the, t- all the things, but you know, I'll come across some messages. Sometimes I have time to to respond sometimes I don't sometimes I want to respond sometimes I, they're nice and I want to respond sometimes they mean and I want to respond sometimes they mean and I want to get back to them and then I can't because I don't have time and then before you know it I got a hundred new other tweets and I got to get to and so on and so forth anyway at the end of the day my TL gets bombed but I try my best to keep everybody in the loop to respond to everybody and whatnot. but then you just get guys that talking to you like they know you like just because I answered you once on Twitter doesn't mean you know me it, was he a nice guy or no no no, or no. I mean, nice people you know nice people, nice people are always fun you know what I'm saying they you know they're it, it, it's it's always good to get support on Twitter oh, we had an internet gangster today we always had internet gangsters but like sometimes I'll be like all right shut up jerk off or something like that and then like they just keep going because now they got an answer out of you but it doesn't mean I know you because I responded to you it doesn't mean I'm gonna continue to respond to you but then so today I'm taking the train which the, the one hour subway system ride today <laughs> you know obviously when you're bored on the subway system because we already got it if you weren't listening to us the at the beginning of the show, we got into the subway system, the New York City subway system. So I'm bored on the subway system coming here to the city to do this podcast. And uh, I start looking at my Twitter. And I start looking at my Twitter. And, you know, obviously the Mayweather-Pacquiao is a big subject on my Twitter these days. It's a big debate. My my the, my Twitter has basically become a message board for Mayweather versus Pacquiao. <laughs> and uh, everybody's opinions on and so on and so forth. The problem is everybody's allowed to share their opinions. But when I share my opinion, that becomes a pretty problem for everybody. Guys, 
It's my Twitter. <laughs> Am I allowed to give my opinion on my Twitter? Of course not. What, what is this? <laughs> like, I got people who have an entire conversations and linking my, my, uh, what is it called? The, my name. What is it? My, your, my, your at. My, uh, yeah, my, my, you know, my, my Twitter name. They're linking me in the conversation. Sometimes I'm, I'm answering, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'll decide to chime in, sometimes I won't. If I chime in with my opinion, dude. It's my Twitter. <laughs> don't involve me in your conversation if you don't want my opinion, because I might join it. I might answer it. That's how I am. You know, if I'm on, if I'm stuck on the New York City subway system for an hour on a train that's not working very well, and I'm bored, I'm gonna look at my phone. I'm gonna start answering text messages. I'm gonna start answering tweets. So today, I got caught up on the tweet system. All right, we started tweeting. Guys, getting mad. Guys going after me with all kinds of. We got PED experts out there. We got, we got uh, computer gangsters out there. We got um, Pacquiao fans who pretend to be doctors and 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 all kinds of other professionalisms out there. And they want to come after me. I love it. Why do you want to come after me? Why don't you go to the Pacquiao page and rah rah Pacquiao on his page, and maybe he'll answer you. Maybe he won't. <laughs> Maybe he'll answer you, but at least keep it on his page because I could care less. But if you don't want me to give my opinion and you don't want to hear my opinion, get off my Twitter. Get <laughs> off my page. It's not like Jake LaMotta when he tells his wife he's got no choice. I got no choice. If you're, answer, if you're on my Twitter, I'm going to answer you. I got no choice. You're on my page, dude. Get off my page. So today... <laughs> I had it. I had my balls twisted today. It was already cause of, obviously because of the trains. And this guy's going. So I decide. I'm going to just stand up. That's it. I'm going I'm I'm to give it to him straight. So he starts abusing me, talking about, I don't know what he was saying. He's abusing me in a lot of ways. I got to go back because I get abused a lot of different ways on Twitter. And this guy goes, something to the effect of, you know, how I'm not a good fighter or whatnot. So I said, buddy, just recognize one thing. You have your. You don't even show your own picture on your Twitter. On your, <laughs> so we don't even know who you are. Okay, we don't even know. We don't even know who this guy is. That's the best thing about the keyboard gangsters. You don't even ever see them. Like they have like the picture of the Hulk on their thing. One guy has. Uh, they have a picture of Manny Pacquiao. A picture, a picture of Mike Tyson. Yeah, or they have a picture of something. Anything but a picture of themselves. And if you go to their page, they have no oh, pictures of themselves. A picture of an octagon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Always a gangster, but you don't know what he is. So you can never actually recognize him in public, even if yeah, you ran into him. Of them. course. So I said, buddy, all these things you're saying, just be assured of one thing. If you ever, ever come to me and say any of these things to my face, I will put you in the hospital. <laughs> I promise. I'll put you in the hospital. Okay? If you ever, ever come up to me and say what you're saying to my face... I'll put you in the hospital. Keep a keyboard. <laughs> Keep a gangster. The keyboard got you hyped. Right? The keyboard got you hyped. And that's the problem these days. The keyboard gets a lot of people hyped. But the people that don't realize they half of these people couldn't beat me up and they think they can beat you up. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a nice guy. Come on. I'm a nice guy. You know, I, I I try to do the right thing with my fans. I try to answer them. I try to you know, I try to Then they take it to I try to be level. friendly. Even to the haters, honestly, man, I, I try to be friendly. And you know what? You don't even have to disagree with me because you don't even have to agree with me for 
me, you know, to not like you. You can disagree with me, and you know, if it's in a respectful manner, it's all right. Good. Don't I be can, disrespectful. I can have a, I can have a conversation. There's plenty of fans on my Twitter that I don't, I don't agree with, but I consistently talk about, talk to, and we talk about fights, we talk about what, so on and so forth, and, and it's fine with me. We don't have to have the same opinion. We don't have to share the same opinion, but keep it tactful, keep it respectful. You're taking time you're out of your day. You're not talking to your sister when you're talking to me. You know right. what I mean? So you know, talk to your sister that way. Talk to your wife that way. Talk to your your friend that way. Well, talk to me that way because you don't know me that way. So I'm a nice guy. I just you know keep it nice. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? You're taking time out of your day to speak to people that don't know the game and or a, the business. And on a day on like today, level. on a day like today, the New York City subway system <laughs> piss me off. I'm already like I said, my balls are twisted already. I'm pissed. The last thing I need is to deal with Twitter wise asses. Like, I'm hoping to look at my Twitter and see some funny things on there and, you know, answer. And, and some people were nice, but, you know, answer and, and get into some funny, friendly conversations and just pass the time while the delayed subway system hopefully gets me to my podcast on time today. But, no. We got some nice ones and we got these. See, now would have been more. a perfect time for, like, the homeless guy who, like, pisses and shits on himself to just come sit right next to you while you were trying to type yeah. really fast at this guy if he would have just came and sat next to you maybe fought it or something no oh, come on dude it would have been awesome it would have been I perfect I would have made the day that's it I would have changed subway cars at one of the stations or like, or like the guy with the with the when he turns the pail over and uses it as a drum just came and sat right next to you and started banging away at the drum singing right in your ear that would have been perfect and for those of you from New York City if you've ever ridden the New York City subway system in the past you know exactly what Peter bull, bull away, bull, 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 while you're trying to sit there and go at it with this idiot from well, wherever he is You from. know what Peter Carl is talking about. <laughs> uh, and then he looks over and goes, you got some change, man? <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at my tweets right now. Look, this guy goes, if Floyd looks stronger and faster than he's than he ever been after working with Ariza, after he stops packing six, and he, and he stops packing six, is that suspicious? Not necessarily. I have to actually watch the fight for me to be suspicious of something. I can't just sit there all together, see a result, and think something is suspicious. If you think something is suspicious based on a result as opposed to seeing it with your own eyes the way the result happened, you're a moron. You understand me? You have to actually see the way it happened. If Floyd starts Pacquiao in six in a certain way as opposed to maybe a different way, sure, who knows? Well, already, I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal your answer right away. What? When we were talking at the house about uh, with with our friends, mm -hmm. they said, "Oh, he hired Ariza. Isn't that crazy?" Mm -hmm. You said, "No, he has Ariza with random testing." Yeah, Pacquiao had Ariza and refused and refused that. testing. Yeah. Is, it, is that is that is that that complicated, folks? It's I mean, not complicated at all. But I mean, guys, it, two plus two is always going to equal four. But not just that. I mean, it's the way he refused testing. The, the excuses were ridiculous. I mean, nobody jumps on him. Who's scared of needles? Yeah. What about this guy? There's another guy. Unfortunately, Paulie's been castrated by D-Money. Shame. Paulie could be D-Middleman between real fan and boxing. And, of course, the critic guy's size. There's always, look, at, look at his uh, avatar. It's not a picture of himself, actually. It's a big T. Is that a Texas Longhorn? Yeah. Somewhere? Yeah. It's a big T. Too bad he has a Texas the big, little the horn. The big gangsters never, ever, ever show their pictures on online. Ever. Guys, from now on... I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the point where if you don't show me who you are, if I don't see who you are, and you want to criticize and talk shit, I'm not just not gonna answer you. You have to show you if you have the balls to criticize and talk stuff, talk garbage on social media. You have to at least show your face. You have to see show you are because if you if you're big balls like that, then you have to have you have to have be be uh 
you have to be at least sure enough in yourself to show your face. So those guys are big. Those amazing. guys are big balls with no hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So so yeah. So uh, we get some interesting uh, social media texts for sure, and some of them are uh, funny. Some of them are nice. Some of them are mean. The life of a celebrity on social media. You know what's funny? I actually think I do answer a lot more. I mean, I got over 100,000 followers on Twitter. So it's, it's there's celebrities with a lot more followers, obviously much bigger celebrities. And, and obviously there's people with a lot less. But I, I think what makes me different is I, I try to answer as many people as I can. But, you know. Right. You have a busy schedule, but you try. You yeah. make the effort. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why your fans are very loyal fans. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny. Like I said, you don't always have to agree with me. I love interacting. Yeah, I'm a talkative guy. I like life. I just, you know what? I, I, I need some action. You know what I mean? Whether it's t- uh, conversation, debating, something. You know, I don't have a nine to five. I'm all over the place all, all day, but I have my phone with me. You know, I need some action. It keeps it interesting. Talking to people on Twitter keeps it interesting. You know? Hint, hint, girls. Don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so that's the, that's the deal here with these... Uh, with the Twitter social media accounts and, and so on and so forth and uh, if you're out there like I said if, you, if we're gonna if we're gonna argue we're only gonna argue with you if you show me your, if you have a picture on your uh, multiple pictures picture. yeah <laughs> Peter wants to see you, but Peter wants to get in on the on the on the arguments too. You know what, folks? No, multiple I, pictures because you know they, they have one picture no, of just you know a random what? person. Peter's on here too. This is PD podcast. Uh, it's Peter Carr's podcast Cards. too. You know, I, 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 I Peter Carr. I've on. gotten into many many wars with have with, you? With, with oh please over me. Yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. course. That's a best friend. See, that's what a best friend does. You get. I'm the water boy. Yeah, I am the water boy for a two time world champion. Who are you water boy for? Yeah, well, you got negative things to say. Yeah, okay. What do you do? Mm. Uh, listen, the life respect of social, the fighter. The life of social media. At the end of the day, respect the fighter. That's it. That's it. They go out there and they bleed for your entertainment. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I respect all athletes, sure. not just fighters, but fighters. I, I mean, I hold them to a higher standard. That's just me. You're listening to former two-time world champion Pauli Malinashi. From Brooklyn to the world. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Introducing Pauly. Pauly Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. Malinaji. This is Pauly Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. You know what else I want to talk about? You ever start watching a movie on the airplane, and then you real you lost track of the time when you started watching it, and you realize that you're not gonna make it to the end of the movie when by the time the plane lands. Oh, yeah, Doesn't that hard. suck? Does anybody ever have ever, ever did that ever happen to somebody? I was watching Foxcatcher last week. The Foxcatcher. It's about the. Uh, it's a tr- based on a true story about these two uh, brothers who were Olympic wrestlers in the '84 games, and uh, you know they were trying to. I, I mean, I didn't get the whole, whole movie. Obviously, uh, the. The, fl- the time the flight ran down and we landed and I couldn't watch the end of the movie so I refuse to google it or anything I don't want to know the end of the movie but it's basically about them trying to get to the 88 Olympics I assume but I was so mad I hate when that happens I can't stand when that happens like I turned it on thinking like you know I took a nap on the flight this is on the not this past weekend's flight from Quebec the week before coming back from Vegas you know I uh I, I turned it I took a nap when I first got on the plane and I, and I 
I think like I woke up and I thought I only slept like 10 minutes and I turned out I slept like probably two and a half, three hours, you know? <laughs> and so I, I turned the movie on thinking like, oh, nice, I'll watch a movie. You know, I got plenty of time. And we landed halfway through the movie. Is that ever happened to you? You ever, you ever think you slept for like 10 minutes and you slept for like three hours? Or you slept, or you sleep for three hours and you think you slept for 10 minutes? That's even worse. Because that, that means you woke up really tired and then you still have to get up. That sucks. That happens to me all the time. Somehow, I don't know how. I mean, I don't really have a set schedule every day, but somehow. I Does remember. That to you? I, no, I remember we landed. I forgot what fight it was. We landed at JFK and whenever, you know, we used to fly JetBlue all the time. I was watching a game that I bet on, and it was the fourth quarter. You bet on that game? You? <laughs> yeah, no, surprise. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, and it was the fourth quarter, and we had to leave the plane. And I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. It's like, it was like three minutes left oh, in the game. Sucks, I would tell, nah, a, a live game like that, and it's three minutes left, I'm telling the stewards, so I'm gonna stay in on the plane. And you know, the cable no, you know when the TV goes blank and nah, it goes to like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you come know, on, man. Either that or I'm rushing off the plane, I'm getting everybody out of, the, out of my way, and I'm going to the, to the nearest bar inside the airport to watch the end of it. And you were sitting there with your headphones, you had no idea, and I'm looking at my phone, you're like, we gotta go get our bags. I'm like, yeah, 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 we're going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure uh, for those of you that have done a lot of traveling out there, I'm sure you've come up into multiple issues like this and probably some other other different ones. You know what? Once we're doing a live podcast, which once we pick up a few listeners, we're uh, going to be having live. We're going to take a few of your calls and you guys can share your stories with us. Yeah, things that's like going to be fun. Yeah, that's things like this. Fun. But don't get gangster. Remember, keep it nice. Even on the phone. We'll jump through the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Would you you'll, you'll get old Nicky Santoro on him? Absolutely. What was the one? What was what, what was his character in Goodfellas? Joe Pesci? No, not in Goodfellas. Uh, you know, Casino. Casino. When he beats the guy with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was it? <laughs> Nicky Santoro was in Goodfellas, no? Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? What was his name? Oh, come on! This is killing me right now. N- Nicky Santoro was Casino. Oh, Casino. Oh, okay. Nicky Santoro was Casino. He oh, said, right. "You took your shoes off. You put your feet on the table." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ace. He's really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did he stop beating him with the phone? No, that's... uh, He did that to the casino host. Yeah. Ten grand. Go get it. I don't care where you get it. <laughs> Look at this butte they send in over here. Take this stiff and pound it. Oh, folks, that's from uh, the movie Casino. If you haven't seen that movie, check it out. Some classics, classic Italian-American movies. So uh, We're going to have a conversation on one of these podcasts about all these classic American, Italian-American movies. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're like funny, but they're not comedies. You know? They're not comedies, but when but you grow up in New York. Yeah, when you grow up in New York, they're funny because the impressions are hysterical, you know? We'll get into that uh, some other and time. We know, we know characters or grew up around characters yeah. that... That, that you think know, they're them yeah. or know them or are related to them. Yeah, that's always funny, too. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like Benson Hurst in South Brooklyn <laughs> in the 80s and 90s. The characters you had. Oh, man. If I could take a time machine, I wish I'd go back now as an adult. Because as a kid, you're looking at them and you just, you're just in awe. And then you're wondering if that's normal. But as an adult, you know it's not normal. <laughs> so you can go back and actually laugh about it. Oh man All the good old times man The good old days Time has to go Time changes New York City changed a lot Oh my god Are you kidding me? New York City changed a lot man That's another That's another conversation For another time bro The change in New York City The, the yuppie takeover Which I've had Some complaints about In my time My neighborhood went from Shootouts to uh, 
Frappuccinos. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> South Brooklyn. Remember when there was, we used to remember when there was shootouts on Court Street in broad daylight. Yeah. Now there's, now, now there's uh, Starbucks. Yeah. Frappuccinos on Court Street. With uh, with people coming up to you asking you if you're going to save the earth and go green. <laughs> From Crazy Joe Gallo to Lloyd. <laughs> Cecil. Cecil. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, we're gonna talk about something else. You know, speaking I'm, of I'm, shootouts, I'm that was horrible. Note, yeah. yeah, more serious. Note, Down man. south, South Carolina. Was that what happened? You know, you the, were telling me on the way here. I didn't. I didn't get the news. I, I woke up late this morning. What, what's going again, on? Again, it's always. Uh, I mean, it's gonna obviously be played out as a race issue. Uh, a white cop shot a black shot guy. a black guy. Killed him. Killed him. Ugh. I mean, it, this one's on video. Oh, I mean, on video. So, <clears throat> was there like an argument beforehand or anything? It was a traffic stop. What I was, what I was reading about it. I mean, it just happened today, so a lot of things are going to come about. Uh, originally, they said it was a traffic stop. What I read about it was they actually worked together as uh, yeah, National Guard back in the day. Huh? Yeah, and the black guy, he was about uh, forty. Hmm. <coughs> was he had a warrant for child support mm-hmm. so I guess knowing that when he got pulled over I don't think he realized maybe they didn't realize that they knew each other it was mm-hmm. a cop pulling him over he probably panicked and ran mm-hmm. the cop just started shooting him what yeah wow shot him in the back you said I shot him in the back yeah so shot to kill yeah no no shooting a kneecap like hey buddy stop running Let me. I'm gonna shoot you in the leg he shot him and killed him Wow. You know, a lot of these things have been happening with cops. This, you know, uh, but that's the thing. The, the excuse is always, "Oh, he feared for his life." Uh, right. You know, you, you, we got to go home to our own families if you right. fear your life. When the guy's running from you, buddy, there's no fear. You shouldn't be fearing for your life. The guy's running the opposite direction. The opposite direction. There's no need to shoot. And again, there's there's no weapon on the guy. No weapon. Completely unarmed. Again, <laughs> his warrant was for. You know, child, child support, support. so he wasn't a dangerous yeah he wasn't a criminal uh, you can't you, you you have a hard time figuring this one out you have a hard time uh, defending this one for sure um, and like from, I just said, from the evidence that we have which is obviously isn't a lot yet I mean it doesn't doesn't seem this is a good thing for the cops again in the, and and this, this one is on video yeah and this one's on video um you know personally I, I I and then this is a little touchy situation I think the race issue is a bit um it's a bit Overused in situations like this, I've I've had issues with uh, police officers as well when I was younger, and uh, I'm white, so I think uh, at the end of the day, you have to be careful who you're putting guns in the hands of these people that you're putting guns into, um, that you're giving badges to. You know, you have to really do some do some research as far as you can't just let anybody be a cop anymore. You can't just you know you can't just let anybody uh, have a gun anymore and have a badge. You know, uh, you have to. It's like a cop issue a lot of times. Yeah, time, it's so. a cop issue, you know, and then and that's the problem. I, I think it's more so than a race issue. It's a cop issue because again, like I said, I only say this because I've experienced some stuff uh, when I was younger, and um, you know, I was and I was white, um, and I am white. <laughs> I was white, but but you know, uh, at the end of the day, it seems like some cops, not all cops, but some cops, a lot of cops. Unfortunately, it seems like more more percentage are starting to be on this end of it than the good end but you know are, are a bit too in love with their power uh, they think they're above the law uh, they think they are the law 
and uh, they seem to break the law. They think they can break the law and get away with it when they want because they have the backing of uh, the rest of the police department. But you can't make that the case, and uh, situations like this are going to arise. And now, obviously, you're going to have more race issues, and you're going to create racial tension, more racial tensions within the communities, which is never a good thing because, you know, the news jumps on this as a race issue instead of making it a cop issue, which, again, I, I really believe it's a cop issue. Um, and uh, I think you need to be smarter about who you who you give badges to, who uh, who we allow to become cops, and who do we uh, allow to uh, have these guns and uh, and become officers of the law. Because you know we put our trust into the police, and uh, and 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 the good the good cops, you know, they're appreciated and, and they you know, get a bad rap for guys they get a like bad rap that. because of the bad cops, you know, and that's not fair. It's not fair because you know, these good cops they're they're out there risking their life to make our lives safer, and and then you got to couple of jerk-offs who now have a badge and have guns and then they're making you know people automatically you're gonna talk about the bad cops and 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 use cops as a whole as being bad and yeah and it's not fair to them either so i think on a on a on a whole you have to kind of take a whole take a step back and look at the whole spectrum of things and kind of look at how the scouting what is it the scouting system is of how who, who becomes cops I mean I don't even know yeah, you do like background checks and stuff but I'm sure they do background checks but it's it's gotta be deeper than that you know uh, like, like the high school geek the high school geek who got made fun of can't become a cop that's it you can't do that that's it because he's out there to get everybody he's out there he's mad at everybody for the four years he spent in high school and he got made fun of he, lo- he never ate lunch a day because he got his lunch money robbed every day now he's got a gun he's got a badge he has claustrophobia and because he's in a locker all the but time yeah and it, does, it, yeah, he's got cor- and it doesn't make him a racist that's the thing he, it just, you know these, these, these things get blown out of proportion every time it happens to a black person from a white cop but it happens to white people too and again I'm going to tell you it happened to me earlier maybe someday on the podcast when we, when we get in more comfortable with every all the fans and stuff I'll, I'll tell the story but at the end of the day the high school geek is not necessarily a racist but he, he's got a power trip now because he's mad at the world so you, you know people like this cannot become cops guys people like this cannot become cops you can't be a vigilante on your own personal vendetta now as a, as a police officer you have a responsibility to the to the community to the to the people to the to the law and you have to uphold that you know and uh so hopefully uh this doesn't give a bad rap to the good cops out there because there are plenty of them but unfortunately, there's uh, seems to be some plenty of bad cops too, and, and this year is a big example of that. This past year uh, in, this ni- in the United States has been a pretty big example of that. So I think you have to take a step back and uh, take a look at uh, you know the way we are uh, scouting cops, the way we're you know we're making cops, uh, the way we're, the people we're allowing to become cops. Um, it needs to be a stricter, more enforced rules and regulations. Um, because I don't think uh, it can be this easy to become a cop. I, I think there has to be a, a lot more psychological tests involved, a, a lot better background checks, because uh, too many psychopaths are now becoming cops. Too many trigger-happy guys are becoming cops. Um, yeah, they're worried they're, they're, about... They're certainly not qualified. You cannot put guns in the, the hands of people like this. It, it's You're putting innocent people at risk at the end of the day. Right. They're worried about <laughs> high school education and how many credits you have in college. What about the integrity of that person? Yeah, as a person, as a character. As an actual person. yeah. yeah. You know, thinking about the person you're about to just shoot over a traffic violation if that person has a family, or, yeah. you know. Yep. 100%. And obviously, that guy does have a family. You know, yeah. you owe child support. Four you you pulled him over for child support payments, but now. No, traffic wh- violation. Yeah, traffic but, violation. Yeah. But now the child support payments are not going to get made because the guy's gone. Absolutely. So, so Four you, kids. what did you solve? And you've probably created. And he probably ruined his life now, too. Because, like I said, yeah, he's they can't video. make up any witnesses kids, now. Exactly, but those kids that now lost their father, you don't mm-hmm. think they're going to grow up having a dislike for cops? Absolutely, one hundred percent. You create and breed hate that way, and you can't even blame those kids because you know 
and they're going to grow up hating white cops. Yeah, exactly. And that's not fair. It's not fair because, you know, again, not all cops are bad, and um, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough, man. So uh, I don't know. on to next week. We ended up on a serious note after making a lot of jokes throughout this this whole uh, episode of the podcast. Check us out next week. Paulie Malinaji and Peter Cards from Brooklyn to the World. We'll try to keep it uh, more funny again next week. We ended up on a sad, uh, serious note today, but uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Talk to you next week. And you're white? Got it. <laughs>